Al Smith, and you're listening to Liquid Sunshine with my main man, Martin Blot. He plays the best funk, the best disco, the best boogaloo and beats, you know, all the good stuff. All the good stuff. Hello, Groovers. Welcome to Liquid Sunshine. Yes, you're with me, Martin Flotz, on the Face Radio, the soul of Brooklyn. Got a super-duper show for you coming up, of course, as always. But first, big shout-out to Tony Conquera. Loving the grooves coming out of the Coconut Grove. Big shout-out to everyone who's tuned in. And super-big shout-out to... The main man himself, Curtis Powers, he keeps this radio station on air 24-7, yes. This awesome radio station, sending out vibes worldwide. Let's get started with some nice groovy drum and bass. <laughs> Is that going to be the show? Well, let me play some music first.
So, uh, if you tuned in uh, to Liquid Sunshine for the last couple of weeks, you know I've been uh, a little bit on a uh, deep funk excursion. And of course, it also means that we're getting back to a uh, to a show where I, well, <laughs> where I start talking. Yes. Uh, I like talking. I like talking about music. And uh, as you know as well in Liquid Sunshine, I really like uh, looking at music from uh, well, both a historical and cultural and social perspective. So tonight I'm, um, uh, I'm going to talk a little bit about the history of, of a few streams of music. Yes, um, I think I'm going to draw lines, parallels uh, or bridges for want uh, of a better description between three different streams of music which all have all have the same root sort of but they all had uh, certainly had some influence on each other going to start the show off with um, the first hour with some nice electronica yeah those those bits those housey techno-y electronic kind of grooves like you can hear in the background so let's just turn it up it's not a suggestion i'm telling you to turn it up
So this is a program that I've been sitting on for a while because I wasn't quite certain how to approach this. Um, we're going to look at, uh, at electronica, of course, but I'm going to take it a little bit further. As always, um, I got a little bit inspired by the program that I did uh, about a month ago, where I looked at um, well at the early influences of funk. Uh, particularly blues, and where we ended up playing, well, stoners rock. 
And the reason I did so is, is not only because the line was quite, uh, quite, well, quite obvious, but also because sometimes I want to implore you to, to, to discover music and listen to music that you may not initially think is interesting, but discover it by uh, thinking about the lines and developments in music. So I'm going to uh, firstly throw some <laughs> great, great tunes at you. We had some, um, well, just had some trance by Muse, and before that we had uh, the Soul Mass transport system with some classic, classic uh, UK garage. And this is Sterak with Cyfex. Just crazy stuff. <laughs> um, but I'm really particularly interested in um, um, not only the arrangements of the, of the music that I'm playing today, but also the electronic, uh, the mix of electronic and um, uh, and organic sounds. So just keep your ear out for that. But as I said earlier, don't be afraid to turn it up. Well, turn it up a lot. Thank you. 
Hidden Spheres with the Feels, gorgeous track. Makes me happy. So, you've been with Liquid Sunshine for a while, you know what we do here. Yes, indeed, we play the best deep funk, ray groove, disco and beats. All the good stuff. And why are we, um, well, this, these far reaches of house and techno, why are we playing this now? Well, I, on previous occasions I have talked about, well, two things that we need to consider. Firstly, you know, how music can hit you on several levels. Yes, head, heart and hips, you know it. But secondly, also I, on previous occasions, have made the link between, um, uh, between well, early funk, going to disco, and when disco went underground, we all know the development of, of the house music that took place then. And that, of course, resulted in, um, in the development of techno and everything else that has come since the 90s, really. So at the moment, uh, I've been listening to a lot of um, these electronic tracks. That really, you know, the line is still there. This is one of the first tracks that really got me into it. Uh, it's by an Australian artist called Andras. And comes from his album Joyful. It's gorgeous, gorgeous stuff.
isn't this gorgeous stuff, Andres with Hive Green. And listening to uh, to this then also gave me the idea of well how to approach that program that I wanted to play for you for a very long time. Because what do I want to talk about? Well, actually, I want to talk about classical music. Yes, classical music in the Liquid Sunshine Discotheque. And I finally find the way how to approach it. Well, that's from the top up. Yes. That's why we're playing all these nice electronic house sounds. Techno. Dance floor sounds. Thank you. 
So a lot of these tracks that I've played uh, so far in the show tonight, um, they really have um, a couple of influences. Uh, firstly, of course, house and techno. Yes, and as I said earlier, you know, it comes direct from the funk. It all comes from the funk. And in parallel with that, uh, and a lot of these things, you know, it's not linear. Things, things happen at the same time. So the parallel developments, and we're looking for the breaches in between those parallel developments at the moment. So you've got the house and techno sound for the dance floor. At the same time, there's been a real development uh, since the late 60s into um, well, electronic sounds. Synthesizers, call it what you uh, what you want, but it is um, it, it, it is all these electronically generated bleep bloop sounds, <laughs> and you know I love bleep bloop sounds. But this started off with um, uh, I think about mid sixties with the release of an album called um, Switched on Bark which was um, an album which had all versions of Bach, uh, uh, J.S. Bach uh, compositions, a classical uh, composer, um, but performed on uh, the Moog synthesizer. Now, uh, whether you liked it or not, um, you know, it, it, was, it was pure Moog, Moog synthesizer. It was completely novel at the time. Uh, probably a little bit too much Moog as well, for my likings. But I'm going to play you uh, uh, something else um, that really... Uh, that was the next development of the Moog synthesizer, where it was integrated in the, in the music, rather than um, just a dominant instrument. So I'm going to play a track by Hugo Montenegro from his album called Moog Power. Well, yes, that's what it's about. And it's a beautiful version of here. Yes. It's great because it's... Um, the first half is really, really just traditional. And then the Mook takes over. Isn't good. It's great. Yeah. 
This is the dawning of the age of Aquarius. Hugo Montenegro with hair and Aquarius um, really really making use of the MOOC synthesizer without making it the dominant instrument it just integrate beautifully beautifully in the in the track so you're listening to liquid sunshine with me Martin Flotz we're on the face radio the soul of Brooklyn sending out vibes worldwide You can connect with us on the socials. All the socials. We're everywhere. Both the Face Radio and Liquid Sunshine. And today we're talking about electronic music, synthesizers and classical music. So the MOOC synthesizer came and there was, of course, Explored. And the real proponents were what you hear now, Kraftwerk. This is the robots. I couldn't find my German version of the track, so we're sticking with the English version. Yeah, 
Kraftwerk with Abzoek. Before that, we heard the robots. Where they really make that link between man and uh, machine, really. And the same link was made by uh, Hugo Montenegro on his album Mook Power. Um, because he's depicted with, um, um, you know, it's, it's a photo of him with um, his skull or his face uh, out of circuitry boards. And so Kraftwerk really made that link between uh, human and um, electronics as well. Uh, and in addition to that, to the um, to the global application of that. So uh, Trans Europe Express is a really good example of uh, how they looked at, at it as, as being a global development. And that global development is really what we played. So these two parallel um, uh, two parallel developments took place. Um, funk morphing into disco and house and then all these electronic sounds and they all came together and then there was a third development yes have a listen to this track this is moby from a um, uh, from his album i think it was released last year called reprise this is ever loving beautiful dramatic arc
So that's uh, Ever Loving by Moby. Um, but the interesting thing, of course, is that that's a version of his electronic dance track, um, together with, uh, I believe it's the London Philharmonic Orchestra. And that combination of a, um, a pop or rock uh, music together with uh, a Philharmonic Orchestra, that's, that's not very new. Oh, Deep Purple, I think, did it even, but... The way Moby did it, 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 the album reprise is really, really particularly good. So go and check that out. But of course, the electronic side and the um, and the dance side um, that has also influenced classical composers, and that has turned. They they looked they looked at the electronic uh, music. And looked at how it's composed in layers and and blocks, and then they looked at the electronic sounds and go, I like these sounds, and then made it their own. So this is a really nice example. Tony Anderson and uh, Lara Samoichi. This is called Retour.
Yeah, and that was uh, Kuyani's Katsi by uh, Philip Glass. Uh, that's of course a beautiful, beautiful example of that interaction between uh, classical composers and uh, electronic music and the influences that they derive from electronic music. And so far you may think, well, that's all very nice, but it's not very, um, uh, you know, it's, it's all very nice music. Yeah, it's not, uh, you know, you can't dance or it's not extreme or, uh, you know, it doesn't hit you in the heart. It's it's all very, oh, you could meditate on it kind of thing. Well, it's not always like that. And this track is, is a good example. This is a um, a remix of a track by Joop Beving, um, who is a uh, Dutch piano player, I believe self-taught, and who normally makes very esoteric music. But it gets a little bit, well, out of control in this version. It's called Hanging D.
Bates is uh, one of the superstars uh, of um, modern electronic classical composing. Um, that was Niels Fram with the track Sunson. Comes from an album, uh, a live album, as you can hear, um, which is called Tripping with Niels Fram. Uh, a popular album, and it is wonderful. It really is quite remarkable. So, um, if you listen to th that track, uh, the way it's arranged, the way it, it's composed, there's a lot of looping involved. So, they're all little sections that can be layered on top of each other or apart from each other uh, and separate from each other. And that's one of the one of the ways um, uh, where this composing was really um, influenced by. Um, um, uh, uh, by by electronic music, of course, because that's uh, as we all do. We, you know, as DJs, we use loops all the time. Uh, but also electronic music. Everyone who has um, has done any kind of um, uh, performing with Ableton, for instance, or you know, there's so many apps on your phone now that use these loops and which you can all layer and stack on top of each other. This is exactly how modern music is arranged now. Uh, but it probably you know, it's just one of the many different ways of arranging. Now, what would happen if we take a composer like Niels Fram, and there are other superstars like Max Richter, what would happen if um, if we take those ones and uh, we let them loose with some uh, uh, classical music? Well, what would happen uh, is, I'm going to play it next, Max Richter uh, recomposed Vivaldi's The Four Seasons. Now, I'm no big fan of The Four Seasons. I've always found it a little bit limp. You know, it just lacked a little bit of oomph. What Max Richter did, he, uh, you know, took all the modern, um, uh, his modern ear and um, <laughs> applied that to the Four Seasons and uh, picked out the good bits, looped them and made it, um, well, gave it a lot more oomph. So this bit that you're going to come up now, I'm going to play two bits. I think this is spring. Spring number one.
Yeah, this deep layering of uh, uh, electronic, particularly bass underneath, it just made, uh, makes it just spectacular um, and gives it a completely new flavor. Now, next up, I'm going to play uh, Summer One, also from uh, Max Richter's um, uh, recomposition of the Four Seasons. In fact, it's recomposed. That's how the um, how, what the album is 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 called. And uh, the Summer One version is is really interesting because it is um, the first section. It's three sections. The first section is um, pretty much the original composition by Vivaldi. Then the, the violins come in and they really start building it up. And um, that's already, there's more energy to it. Uh, it's not the original bit anymore and there's a lot of repetition in it, but it's it's the dramatic arc increases, increases. Um, until the third section where the electronics come in underneath and the the violin takes takes a solo position rather than a, a, a arrangement p- uh, position. And then it just, completely goes loose. So this is Summer One.
Oh my. Um, that, that, that just gives me goosebumps when uh, I told you that third part when that earth shattering base of the, uh, it comes underneath it. Uh, it's, <laughs> it's spectacular. Um, and that was really what this composition needed. So see all these bridges, uh, between all those different types of music, um, it, it everything everything takes um, inspiration from everything else and that's really the point that i'm making you may not like classical music but um explore uh, and see the lines that are that are going from one side to another don't don't stick to just one type of music there is so much more and it's a lot closer related than often than you think it is yes as i as i played a few weeks ago even stoner rock we can a line up to the funk now um it, it's quite remarkable of course uh, uh you you can see why i've been sitting on this um this this show for a little while because i wasn't quite certain that i uh, that i could play uh classical music on on liquid sunshine but i have and i can and uh, it is just spectacularly beautiful um we're almost at the end of the program. We'll be back next uh, next week uh, with a beautiful um, new disco with uh, a guest mix by Mavolo. Beautiful, uh, a fantastic um, Belgian DJ. Um, we're going to finish up the show with uh, the Canto Ostinato, um, which is a minimalist uh, piano piece, uh, um, uh, which is... Composed by Simeon Ten Holt, and um, it is a really nice example of um, how the arrangement works um, with modern electronic arrangements as well. So this is really something where everything, or there are lots of different sections that can be played together or separate or apart, um, and uh, it is beautiful. It can also be played for as long as you want. Um, it's a piano piece of music uh, generally performed by uh, one or two pianos but it can also be done by four or six or eight pianos so enjoy these last bits <laughs> Thank you. 